0: It was supposed to be like these rotating half bowls thing that could capture like the sun in Arizona. But that, yeah. that, that Dick, that new Dick, that Vic didn't, that new, wow, I can't even new speak. Dick the new Van Dyke. New Dick Dan, well, I still can't do it. Ooh, this is a the tough one. The new Dick Van Dyke <laughs> show. That's a tough thing to say though. New Dick Van Dyke show. Say it fast.
1: Uh, Dick Van Dyke. No, the new Dick Van Dyke show. The new Dick Van Dyke show. practice. You probably have written down or something. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band or artist and we break down their record, whatever record we're doing, and we find out all the secrets. We do all the research we could possibly do and we let you all know. We, we cliff note it for you all because yeah. who has time to read all this stuff outside of us? Nobody. So um, thank you all for listening to the podcast. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away. Way out there. Neither is Jeff. Well He's actually in Arizona, but that's fine. Oh. Um, I can only say that because we're doing an Arizona band, a Phoenix band, and you live out there. So that's the only reason why I did that. So uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. If you haven't already, please go do that. Give us five stars. That means the the most to us. Interact with us. Reach out to us on social media at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Let us know. We'll send you the link. We also have a phone number you can call or text. Uh, we'll probably play it if you have a voicemail, and we'll probably we might make fun of you. I don't know. Give us some recommendations on what you want to hear. We might listen to you. I don't know. Uh, our phone number is five zero three eight nine three five three zero seven. So get into <laughs> that, and uh, that's all. That's all I got for the intro. So, what are we doing? To, what are we doing today, Jeff?
0: Uh, we're doing JFA Valley of the
2: Yakes.
1: J.F.A. or Jody Foster's Army, formed in 1981 in Phoenix, Arizona by Brian Brannan on vocals, Don Redondo Pendleton on guitar, Michael Cornelius on bass, and Mike Bam Bam's verse bold, verse bold on drums. I mispronounced that. They currently have five full-length records, two EPs, two live records, and a lot of comps. Uh, that one we're doing today is Valley of the Yakes. It's the band's first record, and it came out in 1990, or 1983, Woo! Reading's hard. Yep. Uh, it features the original lineup of Brian, Don, Michael, and Mike, and it remains one of the more important albums to come out of the skate punk scene. Now, Jeff, what are what's your um, what's your origin story with uh, with the JFAs? What do you got?
0: So the first time I ever heard of JFA was through Sublime, <laughs> the the song Eben on on Forty Ounces, mm-hmm. and uh, like I knew who JFA was, but I never listened to JFA until we started collecting records. And then really until I started, until I moved out here and I realized that, uh, that JFA is a big deal out here in Arizona and the Phoenix area. And there's not a lot of, there's not a, as rich of a history in music, in culture in Arizona as there was in Southern California where we grew up in. And so Mm -hmm. you kind of take that for granted so when you come out to an area like this, whereas the Phoenix area was, was more of a stopping point to LA for a lot of musicians, and there are a lot of great bands that have come out of this area, but compared to Southern California, I mean, it doesn't even hold a candle to what has come out of no. Southern California, but that's, not all, that's also not entirely fair either. So that's, that's why I've never really listened to JFA until, until recently, until the past like year year and a half and it was only because going out to a lot of the bars and i constantly see like like the yucca tap room they have a lot of these old punk posters up where it is you know it is like like uh dri or like rkl jfa black flag all these posters up but i kept seeing jfa everywhere and i recognized the name i was thinking my mind i recognized the name from place to think. the sublime song I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. that might be a cool place to start. So let's, let's start with JFA and just going onto Spotify, they're, they're, they're just in order. Their top song is, is a cover and it just so happened to be a fucking surf cover. And I, I really (laughs) like surf music. And so hearing a surf cover by a punk band, I was, I was hooked. I was hooked and just knowing that they're like a skate punk band, I think is awesome. Knowing how many people like them, but more in a uh, like an underground sense, like you don't see Mm -hmm. a lot of JFA t-shirts as much as you do like Jimmy patches or
1: anything. Yeah, it's like in the punk scene, like you don't see a lot of JFA patches on like the punk mm -hmm. kids wearing them.
0: No, I think I think that's regional, and I think they just like their first show as JFA was opening for Black Flag. So, fuck,
1: can you imagine?
0: Like they were already doing shows prior to that under a different name, the Breakers was their name before JFA. Yeah. But there's already a band in LA called the Breakers go figure. So they changed to JFA because the bass player had written a song called J- Jody Foster's Army specifically and they had cut like like pieces of a camouflage t-shirt and like duct taped them to their steel-toed boots. And so they already had a following of people that they had nicknamed the Jody Foster's Army. And so they said, "Okay, mm-hmm. well there's already a band in the Breakers. Let's call ourselves JFA." So when JFA first started out, their first show was opening for Black Flag and like this one Dez was was the lead singer in Black Flag, so
1: Oh, so it was that early on.
0: It was early early on. Yeah. So yeah, I I I I I think this band is is on its own. I think this band is phenomenal. I think they're really 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 fucking good. And for a bunch of shithead 16-year-olds, they're way too good at their instruments. <laughs> and i didn't even realize that until this week and it fucking irritates me at how good they are at playing their fucking instruments but that's my origin story with JFA all
1: right yeah. very good very good so uh my origin story was honestly it was through you i never i don't i don't remember ever seeing JFA anywhere i mean you know i i don't know i thought i knew i knew more about punk but i just maybe just cause the name never really stood out. I just never, never noticed. Never we're spoiled. noticed. Them. We were spoiled in Southern yeah, it's California. True. It's true. Especially orange County, you know, yeah. it's like, it had such like a rich scene. So I mean, in LA, obviously, obviously too, but I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, I never, I never really knew anything about JFA and then you moving out to Arizona and kind of discovering them kind of randomly, through like what you said, like seeing their name on bar in at the bars and all that shit. So then you brought, you brought the day Walt Disney died to the pod. That was the first time I'd ever heard their music. And I thought it was so rad. It was just like, cause at the, at the time this was like six months ago, I was really getting back into hardcore punk, you know, just a black flag, gorilla biscuits and, and shit like that. Like eighties punk hardcore. And so, yeah, this is just like a good, a good like transition back into that. And then I just kind of forgot about them, And then I ran across a couple of their records. Like I said, I got the bootleg of Valley of the Yakes because their records are expensive. And then I got an actual co- a real copy of Untitled from Black Hole, like a month and a half ago, maybe. And yeah, and ever since then, man, I've just been listening to especially Untitled so damn much. I, I think that record is just both records are fantastic. But, yeah, that, that's, that's my origin. It's very fucking recent. I'm 34 years old and just now getting into this fucking hardcore band. But, I don't know, better late than never, I guess. Should that be on the no-no list? Better late than never? Because that's kind of annoying. But
0: No, because that's an actual thing that that is, is, uh, is relevant. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, 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 just because you're late to the party. Like, for instance, Brian from JFA, he, uh, he joined the military at 35 yeah, years
1: that. old. Yeah, he was, a, he was a Navy Reserve, I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, and he, he
0: climbed yeah. the ranks to something very, very high. But he didn't join till he was like 35. It was after September 11th happened, and that's mm-hmm. when he joined. And for a punker to to want to like go fight for his country after some huge, like the hugest, hugest, is that a word, hugest?
1: No, that's not a word.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure hugest is a word.
1: <laughs> you, you could just say the biggest. <laughs> I'm going to stick with hugest. That works too. One hugest, of the
0: hugest okay. things that have ever happened to America for like a punker <laughs> to go out and, and, and join the, you know, join the reserves is, that's, that's intense, but, it's, but yeah.
1: It's, yeah. It's very it was, surprising, especially somebody at 35, 35 being able to, to get into it. You know, it's, I mean, that's, so that's again, wild. So the, again, the
0: better late <laughs> than never thing, that rings true. It, it is a cliche thing to say, but there's a lot, there's the, it, it rings true. It's fine. We can mm-hmm. say
1: that. That shouldn't go on the no-no list. Okay. okay that's fair. Okay. Fine. You talked yeah. me out, you talked me out of adding it to the no yeah. list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's, that, that's where I'm at with JFA. I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. And then this week reading more about the, the scene, the skate scene, which I'm obviously we're going to get really into because they're so ingrained in within that scene. So, uh, so yeah, that, that should be, that should be good stuff. Um, so then let, what, what, what are your initial thoughts on this record? And then do you have any stinger stingers, stingers, any stinkers? <laughs> Any stinkers, and then what is your biggest banger um,
0: Go. I have no stinkers. My initial thoughts on this record is this is this is really cool this is um i don't i don't listen to a ton of like the hardcore punk music because i think a lot of it is very very it's very similar it it loses mm-hmm. itself in its uh i don't know in its repetition it's the same shit three three chord songs over and over and over and this album's kind of funny because they make fun of preppies a lot and 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 calling like the preppies clones of themselves and, and but it's it's also kind of funny cuz like punkers are, are notorious for being clones of other punkers and exactly so that i thought that was that was kind of a little bit a little bit tongue in cheek because they are a little different cuz they skated a lot and the band yeah. formed based off of like skate culture not music culture who also skated these guys were skaters first musicians second and that's yeah. that's like that's how Brian was brought into the band was they needed a singer, and one of the guys was like oh I skate with this dude a lot, he likes music I think he can sing, and they brought him in and and he started screaming and they're like oh fuck yeah you're a really good singer, so let's do it, but first impressions on this album was the surf song I heard I heard Walk Don't Run which is the Ventures cover, and I said hey mm-hmm. this is really badass, and I listened to the album it's like twenty minutes long not a long album, twenty one minutes yeah. There's another surf cover on this. And that other surf cover is something that I've I that's a song I've never heard until we started collecting, but it's now my favorite surf song because it is absolutely perfect. It's unbelievable. Baja by the astronauts. They also found that, that, that song.
1: I, I couldn't I, I didn't really I couldn't figure out who did who that was who did the original song.
0: Yeah, it's the astronauts. And I just okay. uh, I just I've heard that song before, but it's not a popular surf song. And mm-hmm. so Especially in Southern California, like we're so dominated by like the Beach Boys, it's just fucking domination. And so these 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 kind of like lesser known surf songs are are kind of cast off. Like Beach Boys and Dick Dale are just they dominate the airwaves in Southern California. So listening to, to JFA and hearing them do two surf covers, and there's another instrumental later on that they do, which is fantastic. But yeah, this album is so. I should hate this album because it's very. It's very punk and it's very boring because <laughs> there's a lot of like three chord songs. But what, like, what, what makes this so, f- like, so goddamn good is how good they are, how great they all are at their instruments. I can think mm-hmm. like the least, if I'd like rank them from, from like highest to lowest, it's, it's like bass, drums, vocals, guitar. That's like how I rank them as musicians, how much I enjoy listening to what they are doing.
1: Wait, wait, you said from worst to best? No, from so best to the, worst. Oh, okay, so bass was on the on the top. Yeah,
0: bass, drums, okay. vocals, guitar. And in surf music, like the venture, they had three guitarists because <laughs> no. there's a lot of things that the guitarists do, but the bass is always there just to basically keep time, just to be a metronome. Mm-hmm. But here, like even in the songs Walk, Don't Run, and Baja, The bass is taking those easy surf songs and he's just fucking noodling. He's just going crazy. He's punking it up to a a, a thing that I never even imagined. It's literally mind blowing to me. I could not believe it. And I got really, really heavy into the surf stuff since we started collecting even more than I ever have. And I've never heard anything like this. I've never heard any kind of bass playing like this on anything that I've ever heard in surf music. It is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's what you got. That's your initial reaction to this yeah, record. I know initial, thoughts, I yeah, initial
0: thoughts, I should
1: say. Okay. So my initial thoughts real quick, and then we'll get into our bangers. Uh, I, I don't think there are any stinkers. So I'll, I'll preface that, you know, uh, initial, initial thoughts. I, I think this is just a fantastic punk record. Uh, I, I mean, it, it hits all the, all the right, the right things, like really crazy, passionate singing, really aggressive parts really fast sloppy parts which are it's it's so endearing i i I love it and then you throw in the random surf shit like it's wild i I think the only i think one of the things that i like about the untitled record more than this is that they incorporate more surf into the actual punk songs because on this one these are these are more covers than anything else but on untitled it's more of an more of a fusion between punk and, and surf but it's not to knock this record at all because this record is fucking amazing but it's it's just it's a nice combination of of both of those genres thrown in there and like you said you, the the last song is an instrumental it's a it's a punk instrumental essentially with a little bit of surf in there but it's not a straight up surf song and it's this record it just hits all the right the right points at the right times it's it's perfectly sequenced and it just there's a lot of passion in this and like you said before a fucking snotty bunch of snotty nosed teenagers between like 15 and 17 years old it's just like great fucking punk band and i i never looked at the artwork until i bought the record a little over a month ago and i was i was looking at the cover and i'm like dude these kids look like they're fucking 12 I, like I couldn't believe how <laughs> fucking young they looked i i was blown away i'm like these motherfuckers sound like this like I, I would I, never in a million years would I have thought that they look like that. It was so I was I was so surprised. But Dude,
0: like like honestly, on a bigger label, just a little bit bigger of a label with a little more promotion, this could have like these guys could have been like the greatest punk band of all time. Like they're
1: they could have been guys, up there with Black Flag. Oh for sure, been up there with Black.
0: This Flag. album is better than most of the stuff Black Flag did. This album is better than most of the punk stuff that came oh. out of this era that I've
1: heard. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say better than Black Flag cuz they had some great shit. I actually listened to all the Black Flag records today too. Cuz I was driving around a lot today so I listened to to the Untitled and Valley today while I was driving Then I'm like fuck I want to I'm I'm in this mood like I got to listen to more so I listened to all the Black Flag records even the the newest one with Ron Reyes the when he came back. That's and a good dude one. I know I I think I think that's a fucking solid record too. I think it's better four. than some of the Rollins stuff. Honestly, I think it's better than a couple of the Rollins records. But uh, yeah, I know the Black Flag, dude, they're, they're so good. But yeah, Greg Ginn is a little far up his own ass, you know, musically. But there's some great stuff on those. But if we're just records. talking like like rhythm section alone, like these guys. Oh, yeah. Rhythm section. Better. Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, yeah. I know you're right. The like, rhythm like section wise, yeah, the other better.
0: Just on this alone, there's, there, just on this and Untitled is better than anything Robo ever did.
1: Period. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Hands you're right. Down. I, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: Like Bill Stevenson. Great, great drummer. Great producer. Very influential. These two records, this and Untitled, better than they ever did.
1: Rhythm-wise, rhythm yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But damn, some of the Black Flag shit, man, it's so good. And so good. To,
0: to not even be like established like in any way and coming from, like Black Flag came from Hermosa. So I know, right? You're yeah. you're you're in an area where you have so much influence. You're fucking on the beach.
1: Yeah, but and, also and you, you know, make black a little flag. Bit of
0: surf tinge in your music for these guys to be in the middle of shithole Phoenix and shit, and Phoenix in the '80s is not like Phoenix it was today. Like you yeah, can look yeah. at like pictures of Phoenix in the '80s. It's a shithole. It's still day a shithole, but it's it's just fucking dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> and for these kids to to pull this off it's, it's unbelievable to me. It truly is unbelievable to me.
1: It's pretty crazy. And, and I remember I, I when I was reading about the whole scene back in the 70s, late seventies, early eighties, they, they really, the reason why they formed this band was because they didn't want to skate to like big arena rock bands like Aerosmith or journey. They wanted, they wanted to make music that they can skate to and like get pumped about, get pumped up about. And that's what this was like. This is what I forgot. Some of the other bands that came out of the scene, there weren't very many, but or the ones that like I've I've ever even heard of but but yeah that that was really the reason for this band was to like you said earlier it was to accompany their skating like that's what it was they wanted to skate to this kind of music so they decided to make it like they didn't want to rely on another band or an- anybody else so they just did it which is super cool super fucking cool
0: like the only other bands that came out of this era I guess like the early 80s and mid-80s that I, I've I've listened to a lot of Arizona bands because I'd want to get... Like, growing up in, in Southern California, it was just always there, so I didn't have to put mm. any work into it. I just grew up with it. We grew up with it. yeah But now I have to put in the work and listen to these bands going backwards. But like bands like Meat Puppets, they're a huge band. I don't like them. I think they're, they're fucking alternative boringness. Yeah, they're I don't like them. But people like him, boring. Don't care. Bands like 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 Sacred Reich. They're they're like a thrash metal band. I think they're fantastic. They're phenomenal. Came after mm-hmm. JFA. Bands like Flotsam and Jetsam. People know Flotsam and Jetsam because of Jason Newstead. Yeah. But they came out right around JFA did. They were thrash metal, speed metal. But they're in the same they were in the same scene. But they had one album with Jason Newstead. and then he moved on to do bigger and better things and. That yeah, was the, the band became, Oh, you, the, we, we are the band that had Jason Newstead in
1: it at that point. Kind of like, kind of like Hawkwind, you know, Hawkwind is the band that Lemmy was in before motorhead. Right. Like that. Is, I mean, Hawkwind are really good, but you know, their biggest claim to fame is that Lemmy was in the band prior to motorhead. But and so it's just, it's kind it's, of the same
0: idea. It's I uh, I don't know. It's man. It's such a small music scene. It just really is. And I, I, it's just because it's the fucking desert, and I don't... It's no disrespect to this area, even though this area is a desert, and I understand it's a desert and it's fucking shit out here, but, you know, there's, there's nothing out here. Yeah, there was no, never know, anything out here. There's never going to be anything out here, because nobody wants <laughs> to fucking live out here. And if Jimmy World is the most <laughs> successful band that has ever come out of this area, then... I mean, Marty Robbins was, like, born in Glendale, but, what was it, like, a million years ago?
1: Who the fuck is Marty Robbins?
0: El Paso. You remember the song El Paso? You, Tammy's dad sings it all the time, he says. What? The, the song El Paso. I I my heart Tony El Paso. Oh, that family. song. Okay, Thank yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Girl. Okay, I know that song. Okay. Did you say Tammy's dad sings it all the time? No, no, not that I song. I'm pretty sure you did. That's fine though. No, no, I yeah, I didn't. That's didn't. fine. That's okay. I I didn't. I didn't, but that's fine. But anyway what, what were you what were we talking about? Dude,
0: just the scene out. There. I found out so much <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I found so much crazy facts about the skate scene, the music scene, just the scene in general. I, I have like 50 facts here.
1: Yeah, I was I was surprised at how how big the skate scene was in Arizona. Like like you said, I didn't think Arizona was like anything in the 70s and 80s. I, I didn't think that anything really came out of Arizona until the 90s and but that wasn't the case like this the whole skate scene was was wild like with the the kind of shit that they were doing just you know was was kind of ahead of its time a little bit and kind of bled into the the socal scene and from what i was reading a lot of skate skaters from socal were traveling out to arizona to check out what was going on out there because it was just so it was like the fucking wild west it's crazy. So like like know. just like skate in general, right? Like
0: s- Southern California owns it completely, one hundred percent. But what what really like brought it up, like the whole like Dogtown and Z Boys thing, is, is the California drought in the seventies. That's what made mm-hmm. people like train their pools or not fill their pools, and that that like started like the vert trend in skateboarding, and that's that was like the mid to late seventies, and in like the eighties is is when like the whole Ollie thing was involved and invented mm-hmm. and people started doing more tricks with that. But the transition between the two was, was like kind of like Phoenix was kind of like this area because so like, for instance, for instance, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw you out some stuff here that I, that I looked up. That go for was, it. Yeah, go for it. There's this thing called the love bowls. Do you, I think I, that's something about the you love bowls.
1: Me, you sent me the, the link about all those stories. Um, that some guy I forgot who what, who he was, but he created that website last year, just recounting all these like crazy or all these like places around Arizona or Phoenix that were like skating areas and like people were people in the scene can post stories about p- the particular pools and skate parks and everything before the skate park shut down. Yeah, so yeah, so and, and yeah, I read just, a little bit about
0: that. A, a collective of people that are reminiscing on old times and then. You have to, you know, as you should be doing with every piece of information you, you acquire on the Internet, you, you weed in the good and the bad and you put together your own information. So what I yeah. what I get is like the love bowl. So Brian, the, the singer for JFA, w- was on the cover of Thrasher magazine twice,
2: mm-hmm. once
0: in 1987. And that cover, I don't know if you looked at the cover, but he's 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 like he's skating this fucking it looks like the, the side of a, of a drive in movie theater, like where they project the picture onto yeah it's fucking huge it's like 25 feet tall and it's just it's called the love bowls and what it was is they were built for the new dick van dyke show
1: <laughs> oh the okay yeah yeah I've, i saw this picture yeah yeah Yeah, I'm looking they, at it right now yeah it
0: was supposed to be like these rotating half bowls thing that could capture like the sun in arizona but yeah. that 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 dick that new dick that vic didn't that new wow i can't even speak dick the new van dyke. dick dan I still can't do it. Ooh, this is a the tough one. The new Dick Van Dyke show. That's a tough <laughs> thing to say, though. New Dick Van Dyke show. Say it fast. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. No, the new Dick Van Dyke practice. show. The new Dick Van Dyke You You probably had written down or something.
1: Well, actually, I'm I'm in the process. I'm in the middle of watching Dick Van Dyke right now. The new Dick well, not, Van Dyke? No, no, the, no, no, the one from the, uh, the 60s. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, so the new Dick so. Van Dyke only lasted three seasons because it fucking sucked and everybody hated it. I'm surprised it, it
1: even... <laughs> Lasted three
0: But they set up in Carefree And after like a season They moved the studio to California And like the bowl was just left Like you know Cause mm-hmm. who, who gives a fuck What we build in the In the Phoenix desert No one lives there Let's just leave our shit there <laughs> yeah. So of course All of the skaters And all the kids Took it over And it became this 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 monument to Just skating In like the early 80s Cause I think it was like Like late 70s That they moved to To Glendale, California but whatever, mm-hmm. that, that that was the Love Bulls. That was his first. That was Brian's first. Co- Thrasher cover in that nineteen eighty seven. But like, digging deeper into the skate culture, their second album, Untitled. Mm-hmm. That's from that's them skating at a super secret spot in like Florence, Arizona.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't the Love Bull, right? On the no, cover that, of that. No, that was that was that pipes. was one of the the big pipe, the twenty four foot pipes.
0: Florence pipes in Florence, Arizona is yeah. like forty miles south of Phoenix. And and originally, I thought that the cover was because I've heard about these pipes that are under the Tempe Mesa area, mm-hmm. and you have to like you have to like go into manholes and like crawl down ladders like you're fucking the lizard from Spider Man, <laughs> and like go down into the sewer systems to skate these pipes. And that's what yeah. I thought it was because I've heard of those before, just like going to bars and stuff and, and talking to people that skate and, and in the in the eighties and nineties, but. What it is, is these giant pipes that are in Florence, Arizona, like I said, 40 miles south of Phoenix. And they go under the Gila River, which is a, a big river, aside from the Salt River, in the area. And I, I guess it was just like, it was crazy strict. And it took like miles to even walk to these pipes. And that, mm. that, that picture is from these giant fucking pipes. These fucking 30, huge. 40 foot pipes. And an interview I was reading with Brian talking to, to some local guy doing an interview, he he was just kind of reminiscing on how, how aggressive it was to ride these pipes because you get to a point and you're going up and down like a half pipe. But if you hit that point of like no return, the point of, of the pipe to where now you're going up instead of on the downward, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Where, where your skateboard's over your head.
0: Yeah. So now, now you're, you're, you're essentially going into a loop and if you don't, <laughs> you don't commit to the loop or you go a little bit too high, you're going to crash hard yeah and so he was I, he was I, talking about all that stuff i thought that was that was, that was i really read funny. some
1: people who 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 would do that and they would they would the board would be over their head and they wouldn't they wouldn't go with it properly so then they would have like a 10 foot drop straight down onto the fucking concrete yeah like that's fucking nuts. like <laughs> but you're all the broken bones and shit and yes yeah, so, so you watch jackass
0: now and when they're doing the loop the actual loop you know they go down the big hill and yeah. they do the loop they have a mattress and they throw the mattress out real quick in case Yeah, so they don't. They yeah. see nobody's going to make a loop, let's throw the mattress out. There was no mattress in the fucking 80s like this. They didn't throw mattresses out. These were kids hopping fences, <laughs> climbing down manholes, dropping yeah. in on 40-foot fucking pipes with no supervision whatsoever. There were no it's so There were no safety precautions whatsoever.
1: Yeah. That <sighs> that's it's so rad. It's so fucking rad. And it makes sense like now that after this week and doing more research, because I never knew, really, I didn't know anything about the the Phoenix skate culture. And you know, play, going back and like playing the first Tony Hawk game, you get the downhill jam, in and that's supposed to be in Phoenix, Arizona. It's the worst level, I, dude, I fucking hate that level. But nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny. Like I remember growing up, even up until a few months, like this week, I thought I've always thought like, why, why is why is Phoenix, Arizona? You know, why is that the one city that's like picked out out of all the levels? Why Phoenix? But now it makes perfect, perfect fucking sense because it was so important within the scene. And I had no fucking clue because it really like Phoenix has
0: always kind of been just like the truck stop of on your way to L.A., on your way to Southern California. And so why not like Buck Owens like stopped here in Phoenix and did a bunch of recordings and stayed here for a while on his way to California like this this is what we that's what it is out here and so but i I mean like i don't know it's a really cool scene out here and the more i dig into it but you gotta dig it's not just handed to you like you you gotta dig a little bit
1: yeah it's not a wasted state i'm curious if if a lot of this stuff still exists like if the scene is still kind of there like if people are still going down into these fucking pipes
0: no you don't no, think so? Because I, I, ever since we started collecting and I've gotten to JFA, I now talk more about this scene to bartenders, mm-hmm. locals, old guys. And, and no, because every city has a skate park. Like Gilbert has a fucking oh, okay. massive skate park with okay. like 14 foot Comey pools, like straight out of Vans Skate Park in Orange. They have huge, <laughs> huge pools. Chandler's got like three skate parks, Mace has got like four skate parks. So we don't need to do these kind of things. And mostly yeah. skate parks, like they allow bikes, scooters, whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, no whatever movies. you want.
1: And I was reading too that that the skate scene back in the 70s and 80s was that they, they did have a bunch of skate parks, but then they all got shut down by like 1982, 83 because the liability issues with insurance because everybody was fucking hurting themselves and suing the, yeah. the skate parks, so they just shut them all down. So then they had to go underground. All these skaters had to go underground and this is what happened. Like they, they fucking found these giant pipes and, and the wildest thing to not the wildest thing, but I thought was really interesting was that these fucking pipes exist. Like they, they are, they're like, they're so fucking big. And then they were taught, there was one thing on that site that you sent me that that talks about how they actually moved them, moved those giant pipes. And dude, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're so enormous. Like, it, it, it's it's so it's it doesn't even seem real like that these guys were going just to skate these pipes or these pools or whatever you know it's just it's so nuts and think, then the,
0: yeah I think the first the first skate park that opened in, in Arizona was called Thrasherland and mm-hmm. and Brian was actually on the cover again of Thrasher magazine in uh nineteen eighty nine a couple of years later mm-hmm. and Thrasherland opened up in Glendale. And um, I'm pretty sure it's gone now because the directions I gathered from that website, if you follow everybody's, like, because nobody gives you an address. It's always like, oh, yeah, do you take the third right, go two miles east. So, like, I, I looked at, like, three or four different directions, and they all lead to the same place. <laughs> and the place now is the Glendale PD training facility. <laughs> so <laughs> it, kind, it kind of makes sense, like, the PD would, like, demolish a skate park and then build their training facility on top of it. Yeah, I think it's kind it's- of funny. But from what I gather, like Thrasherland was this prefab skate park, like like it was you know like prefabricated or whatever. And it went up for sale again in two thousand and four on eBay. Like somebody, what? whoever owned it, was trying to sell the skate park <laughs> or sell eBay? whatever. Dude, so fucking weird. But wow. But like you said, like these, well, I think it was like the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. These closed down because of 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 the insurance. Yeah. It was like a dollar to get in, and there's a bunch of like if you just type in on YouTube, uh like Thrasherland or uh High Rollers. I think it's called High Roller. High Rollers is this, this website that has a bunch of documentaries on skating in the Phoenix area or the Arizona area. And there's all these interviews with guys that, that were there in like nineteen eighty five when it opened. Mm. And I don't know, it's it's just it's it's cool to see it's cool to see these guys from Phoenix
1: hitting Oh, the I did same- I did watch that video. Yeah, I looked it up real quick. Yeah, I did watch that video. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's it
0: cool to see these guys rad. hitting the same tricks that they do in like Southern California, but with no real ties to Southern California. And so again, mm. what really like interested me about JFA, to throwing it back to the beginning, is how the fuck do these guys have so much surf influence in their music being so far from the ocean?
1: True. And like if Very I true. could
0: if I could ask any of the guys from JFA, that is like the number one question that I would ask them. Is yes, I get it. People coming from Southern California to Phoenix in the area, they can bring a little bit. But without like the advent of like the internet and everything else, that is so. There's so much. It's just. Yeah. It, it, it,
2: how do you find it?
0: You're relying on word of mouth, word of mouth, and magazines at that
1: point. Mm-hmm. And it's just how the fuck. It, ha- you- it had to. It had to have been magazines. That's the only. Maybe TV. Well, I mean, well, actually, when you think about it, like "Endless Summer" came out in the '60s. And I mean that that movie was is wildly popular. It always has been. So but I mean that, that could have been a
0: big punk thing. band with surf influences, though. Like now you have two cultures that did not start in, in Phoenix. But and then now, it could also
1: be like Dead Kennedys. They but again, that didn't start surf. in Phoenix either. So like I know, you, but you have but two huge Kennedys cultures.
0: That, that are nowhere near Arizona Eight hours of well, fucking Frisco area The Bay Area Fifteen hours from Phoenix So it's, yeah. you have all these cultures That are nowhere near Phoenix How the fuck do these guys Do it yeah, but then so bands,
1: well? But then bands like Dead, Dead Kennedys would but, but bands like Dead Kennedys Would go through Phoenix On their tours And play a show in Phoenix So, I mean, I, you could get A lot of surf influence from some, I mean, there that's just one example But they're a big example of of kind of spreading surf things. But then don't forget these guys styles. are
0: young too. It's not like these guys are like oh, 25. Oh damn, we've heard surf music so long. No, like they're like when they formed JFA, they're probably fourteen.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. Like <laughs> how many shows did you go to that you really soaked in? Like oh man, this is life changing. At twelve, <laughs> I think you know Brian.
1: What, I think Brian was fourteen when he when he joined the band. If I'm not mistaken. He was 14.
0: Dude, and then just uh, if we're still going on like the music scene in Arizona, I, f- I found out about this place called the Hate House. Did you read anything about the Hate House?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Like, I hate something. I, it's called the Hate House, or it was called the Hate House. So, uh, <laughs> so, what this was apparently was just some guy's house that he fucking rented and he moved in. It was like a four bedroom house and he converted like three of the four bedrooms into like studios. He'd have bands come and they'd practice and he'd rent them out. And then he Mm -hmm. would, he boarded up all the walls, or no, all the doors and windows, except for like the back window, and he Mm -hmm. just took big old pieces of plywood and fucking nailed them to the door so nobody could get in, nobody could get out. So there was like one way in, one way out. And this became like, like the place to play. Okay. Like, and then the master bedroom, he pulled everything out of it and it was like a venue. And he would have bands play at the hate house and, and... Bands like the Meat Puppets that talk about the hate house, how they were terrified to even go in there because it was such a punker place. I mean, we're talking, I read stories about (laughs) people bringing their dogs in and then like dogs getting shot because they just don't want the dogs there. A lot of people bringing guns in. The guy who even rented the hate house got shot in the hand, but then like wouldn't press charges because he didn't want anybody in the house. He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. For like fucking shit, dude. <laughs> dude, and like JFA at the time, apparently prided themselves on just having insane live shows to where, you know, this, yeah, this is the birth of stuff. slam dancing. The, you know, this is this is the birth yeah. of that people. People do it now. And you see the hardcore guys kicking around. It's cute. It's funny. Yeah. But these guys <laughs> have no idea what these people in their early 20s. They have no fucking idea. We really <laughs> don't have any idea because we weren't growing up in the 80s. But yeah, like the birth of we're, slam we dancing, these are these are very aggressive people, like very, I, very I did aggressive read, people. Uh
1: Brian did an interview, I think last year or the year before. No, it was the no, it was the beginning of this year, the 40th anniversary of uh, I think it was of the band, the 40th anniversary of the band. And he had said he, they were talking about slam dancing and he's like, yeah, we thought it was crazy here because like, you know, that's all that's all they knew. But he said, like, when they when they opened up for black flag, he said it was just, they opened for black flag in LA or somewhere here in California. And he said, he said it was like on another level. (laughs) Like he never experienced anything like that. And he said that he jumped out into the, did you read that interview? No. Yeah. And he, he, cause they opened. So he jumped out into the crowd to do his thing and he just got the shit beat out of him while he, while he was supposed to be singing. And he said, it was like, he said it was like survival mode, trying to get back onto the stage because he was just getting pummeled just by people just hitting him like it's fucking nuts he said he was saying like they thought it was crazy in arizona but once they opened for black flag that was another level
0: see that's that's fucking like a perfect idea. example of what it's like like living out here in this scene versus the california scene is because yes we can go all day talking about how great the scene was out here but it still doesn't compare to the southern california scene it just in yeah. any, way, any way shape or form but yeah, man, that hate house, if you ever Ugh. just bored, just try and go to the stories I about the read about hate that. house. like I read dude, I read a story about like the guy who said, who owned the house specifically said, Don't bring your fucking dogs here. And some guy brought his dog here and went to the bathroom, came back and somebody fucking shot his dog. Because they were tired of listening is- to a bark or something, just fucking killed it.
1: God damn, dude. Insane. That's fucking shit. <laughs> I and it, know. It, it makes me think too, like this shit would never fly anywhere anymore because of like, you know, everybody has a fucking camera. And, and I was, and there was one story I read on that, on the site you sent me, I forgot the guy's name, but he was writing about how he had like a Lords of Dogtown moment where they, they knew this guy was like only lived at his house for six months out of the year. And so they were, they were there skate. They, they, they had actually emptied the pool The guy hadn't even emptied. They emptied the pool and were skating in it for like weeks or maybe months or something like that. And the guy ended up coming home early. And there was a shit ton of people in the backyard just hanging out and skating and stuff. And the guy came out like screaming and yelling, and everybody just scattered. (laughs) And and it made me think, dude, that shit would never happen nowadays. Like neighbors would neighbors would get a hold of that owner or the owner would have like if the owner's not gonna be there, there's gonna be fucking cameras everywhere. Like that shit just does not. It's just it's non-existent. Yeah, it's that crazy. was crazy. Like, ah, it's that's
0: wild. that's a big thing. It's like from from what I gathered, the I mean, Phoenix has always been like on the rise as far as people moving to Phoenix, and still is. And so, yeah, the developments, these big corporations that are buying up land, you know, they're buying old houses, demolishing them, and building condos or building apartments that has always been a thing since like the nineties. And so when I gathered about all these guys talking, reminiscing on that website about like the olden days is (laughs) there, they wait for an entire, you know, entire neighborhood to be bought up by whatever corporation and that corporation Mm -hmm. before they demolish it, they, you know, obviously they drain all the pools and it's like yeah. fucking open season for these guys. The <laughs> entire neighborhood, 10, 15 pools per block. And they just go from pool to pool to pool to pool. And after three months, they're gone. They move to the next neighborhood. And this was, yeah. this is like four or five, six years for these
1: kids. And just, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, what a
0: fucking life.
1: I know. right? What a scene to grow up in.
0: <laughs> How amazing. Oh
1: my God. it It really made me just kind of just envy all of this shit. Like, I I mean, I could, I'm not, I can barely skate myself. I could barely like move on a skateboard, but let alone do like an Ollie. Like I could barely do an Ollie, but it's just like, damn dude. I think, dude, if I was born in like the late seventies, I would have totally, totally been a part of this scene.
0: Yeah, you have to.
1: I I think it's like in the early seventies, like it was a lot easier. If you wanted to be in the scene, you could do it. But by the time, like in the nineties, like when you were like the late nineties, when you and I were growing up, like skating had gotten so advanced for me at least like it it just seems so discouraging to even want to try to get better that's how i felt at least when it came to skating like i really wanted to get into it i love skating but i was never i I knew i could never do that well in it so i just kind of gave up on it yeah (laughs) because it was too it was just it's it was way too advanced and i know i knew i just didn't have the talent to do it so i never went further with it but i in the 70s fuck dude i i at the beginning stages, I would have totally been more into it. The 90s,
0: I mean, for, was it was a rough time for skating because everybody got better and more technical. And it wasn't until, like, late 2000s where people reverted back to, like, oh, it's okay to just be vert. and Like, the late 90s when Ronald, Joe, and I got, really, like, really heavy into skating. And then we went to, like, biking after that. But, yeah, it's... it's I don't know. Like, now, I would never dream of, of like... Hitting a, a ten stair and trying fun. to like grind down it, but I, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll drop in like almost as long as the as long as the drop in's less than six feet, I'll drop in just about anything nowadays because I just <laughs> like riding, I like skating, it's fun. I skate to the mailbox almost daily. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's just it's just fun. But the '90s, I feel like we're a very transitional period from everyone just trying to take it further and further and further, and then the 2000s, 2010s, and then now especially. We're like reverting because it's in the Olympics and shit now, and like we're Mm. we're reverting back to just skating's fun. Just go out there and skate.
1: Yeah, especially now that I feel like because it seems like longboards are getting more popular now in the last few years, so it's like people are just doing it more as like a leisure thing rather than let's try to outdo all of our friends, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just
0: just skate because it's fun. It's a good way to get around.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So should we? So, fuck, let, let's get into uh, Little Big Man. We haven't little talked Big about any of the music. I know,
0: none of the music here. Little Big Man. This is my favorite <laughs> non-cover song. This is my 2B.
1: Okay. This and is my 1B in general. So.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, my, this is my 2B. Um, little bass intro. Pick, slide in. Like, what more mm-hmm. do you want? You know what I mean? Like, this is... Oh, that's great. This, this is how you kick off a song. And this is another song where the bass is just fucking insane.
1: It's so squirrely. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's <laughs> but it, it kind of breaks at, at like you know, it breaks as well. So it's not like you're just constantly being pummeled. There's like a slight relief with the bass too, and it's it's perfect. It's just absolute perfect for this song.
0: That like that dude, that main bass riff, like the one that they play throughout the song, the one that they're grinding into your head, just mm-hmm. truly amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It is top notch stuff. The yeah. in, like instrumental wise, this band on this song is top notch. I like oh, how totally. the guitar just rings out single chords, while the bass mm-hmm. is just like encouraged to shine. <laughs> and and then and then there's like times where you realize that he's playing a riff, but then he realize he's doubling up on the notes. Like, yeah, and you think like, what the fuck? Like you're 14 or 15, bro. Like what are you doing? Who taught <laughs> you how to do this? And that's another but it's thing also too. <laughs> like well, where did your influence come from? Like like you get like Rollins and you get Dez and you get these guys from Black Flag and they have their influences. They have, oh yeah, I remember seeing this band play live at the Troubadour. I remember seeing this band play live. But like, where did these guys come from? Like there was not a lot of influence playing in Phoenix in the 70s to where these kids were growing up watching. It was only by word of mouth or passing like records along.
1: I feel like like it's also, you know, being that young, you're more inclined to just kind of, go off the wall, like just not even give a fuck, like be unconventional. You're way more likely to be unconventional. And that's why you get so many bands whose first records are way better than everything else. Because, you know, as, as a band progresses, they get more and more like, let's, let's do more of the status quo. Let's do more of more basic stuff. Let's not experiment as much like in an exciting way. And I think it's, it's just, it's the, it's a being young. It's a, it's the young mentality of just like, who gives a fuck? I'll just do whatever the fuck I want. And that's what you get here. I mean, you hear it with almost every fucking band, punk band, metal band. It's their first record, two, three records are just, they're usually the best because they just, they have, they just don't care. I just, <laughs> I, I, I,
0: I, again, I'm just, I'm fucking like dumbfound on how this band could have been so good. Cause like Black Flag, maybe they saw like the Ramones play in LA or whatever, but.
1: Well, there there was also a scene like, you know, where Rollins came from in DC and All that stuff, so th- there but, was a, a hardcore scene going on. To on the think East
0: Coast that that well. same hardcore doesn't matter, to think that that same hardcore scene was heavy in Phoenix is silly because it, yeah, it wasn't, weird. it wasn't, there was no scene, there was no scene in Phoenix, and so I feel like th- I mean, th- the influence these yeah. kids have came strictly off of word of mouth practice and just an overall mindset of, eh, who gives a fuck, yeah,
1: and I. And I I'll say it again, but I think it's also because, you know, Phoenix was a place where a lot of bands played a show before they came to California. Like you said, it's it's a, Maybe it's a stopping though. point. Maybe, though. But it but it, I remember they said that the, the first show they ever played was with Black Flag, and it was in Phoenix. It was at, um, I don't know, I forgot what the venue was, but their first show was opening for Black Flag in Phoenix because Black Flag were doing a tour, and they happened to pass through Phoenix, like a lot of bands do, because the 10, the 10 Freeway takes you fucking all over the united states. So
0: right, but that's like like uh, I don't know. Like Black Flag is is the band that this band seemed to have emulated all of their stuff from. Yeah. But yeah. But also like there's other influence that they got and I, again I don't know how because Black Flag Black Flag had it easy. All these bands have it easy because the Ramones did it before them. And the, we don't really like the Ramones, but the Ramones were still kind of semi-aggressive there were some distorted tones there the ramones did things that nobody was really doing didn't do good but they were still doing some things (laughs) that were that were innovative (laughs) and that that, like dude the fucking jv's never seen the ramones the ramones never stopped by phoenix at this
1: point they probably probably come
0: on no fuck no come on they went from texas straight to to california The Ramones never fucked with phoenix are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is a joke uh. no,
1: hell no. All right. So, wh- what do you got what do you got lyrically on Little Big Man? Little, let me I just mean, I scrolled up a little bit.
0: Cuz I I remember what they the 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 place they played at their first show was one right. of, it, it wasn't the Freemason, but it was reminding me something of that.
1: What was it? It, it was, was like was...
0: the Knights of, I know it's not this, but it was like the Knights of Sidonia. That's that's what I read <laughs> when I saw it. It reminded me of that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not Knights of Sidonia.
0: Um, lyrically, little big man on the surface, like it's, it's an aggressive song about stepping up to like someone who treats you like crap, like deeper. I think it just goes from just like a bully figure to police Mm -hmm. to government in general. And I think it's kind of cool how the song itself escalates in that fashion as well as the lyrics. And, and I was all, I mean, we've been talking about instrumental wise the whole time, but I think Brian's lyrics were were pretty fucking good for a teenager and yeah, any stupid punk band in the
1: '80s. Yeah, I know. I I agree with you. I feel like they were, they were they were advanced. Uh, he wasn't. He's not. He's not a dumb guy. He wasn't a dumb guy as a teenager. And yeah, I was. I was kind of pleasantly surprised by it considering their age. So, yeah, it was good stuff. I, and I I agree with you on on Little Big Man. It's 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 talking about you know. I, th- I think it's like saying like as as a teenager you're dealing with the bullies, but as an adult you're you're dealing with the cops. But it's the same kind of person. So it doesn't matter whether or not you're young or older, you're still dealing with the same bullshit through your entire life. So yeah. that that's that's kind of what I viewed on it. But uh, yeah, so that little big man that's my that's my one B. So then what's your one B?
0: Uh, Baja.
1: This is the the Baja.
0: astronauts cover.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. This, yes yeah. Yes. This is uh this the surf cover, the better of the two surf so, covers, even though they're both really good.
1: No, they are. Baja is my my two B, so so we we we've got our first two B's covered at this point. Yeah. But at the Astro, Okay, so I I I couldn't figure out who did this song, but I know I'm pretty positive this song was in Endless Summer. I'm th- pretty pretty damn sure it is.
0: I thought I made you buy this
1: record. Did do you not have this record? No. Maybe it was Sloan or something. I don't think I have this one.
2: Oh, okay. yeah, well, you should. I,
1: but I swear, I swear that at least that riff is in, "Endless summer. I know it is. Cause I just watched it in the summer, like a couple months ago. It's gotta be, but I guess I'll look it up later, but what's,
0: what's so like, what's, what's really cool is, is Baja and walk, don't run. Like if you're, if you're vaguely familiar with the songs, then they sound pretty damn similar. This is one of those times where I, I would be like, Oh, it's just, they didn't, they didn't do anything really different to this, but like I'm very familiar with Baja and Walk Don't Run, and mm-hmm. Baja is now my favorite surf song, and I, I, it's fucking vastly different. Like the it's original, very different.
1: That I mean, just the riff itself. It, it's so I feel like it's just an iconic sounding riff.
0: That, like the original has that that it's like this effect on the picking parts, and it sounds bubbly, mm-hmm. and and here it's it's straightforward. And he's just picking a distorted guitar, like the like the lead, and so it's like that alone is different. I don't know what effect they're using. It's it's like a verb and and something else on the original, and it goes like wah, 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 almost like a wah sound. Okay,
1: maybe but, a little bit of a delay. Maybe
0: I don't know. whatever it is, it's I I I love that the picking here matches the beat with the hi hat. Like it's just mm-hmm. on point perfectly. I think it's fun. And the biggest difference between the two is the bass. The bass in the original, again, like I mentioned earlier, Surf Music has three guitarists and the bass player just is a metronome. But here, like holy fuck, man, he is just killing it. He is going up and down. He's writing his own little riffs. He's following. He's leading. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. It's mesmerizing. It's so fucking good.
1: It really is. It really fucking is. So I'm I'm gonna play a little bit of Baja right now and then we'll get more into it. So here it is from JFA. baha from jfa the best surf song on this record out of the two but ah dude i love it i love that riff and what i i've i just love about surf music is how the amount of reverb they use it just sounds like it's just so distinctive it just sounds like wet i i that's like the best way to describe it it just yeah it's so weird i i, I don't know how else to describe it but i love that i just love that reverbed out tone and
0: you know that 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 like cliche thing where where whatever it is it's only a blank knows how it feels or people people will say like only a surfer knows how it feels okay yeah like that type of thing yeah but it is it is it does hold merit which actually when i it it does hold merit because if you never if you didn't grow up like around the beach and just you don't need to to be like a skater, a surfer, or whatever. Just being immersed in the culture itself, just through mm-hmm. osmosis, you learn so much. You you're a part of it. You go to shows with people that are like that. And Southern California is truly like such a great place. We've we've been to a lot of places.
1: Yeah. It's oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: And Southern California culture is is truly truly unique in that there. Uh, it's very. It's very diverse. It's very accepting. It's very unique, and, and it's, it's an amazing place to grow up. Unfortunately, it's not the way anymore. But
1: yeah, it was a very, true,
0: yeah. very, very cool place to grow up. But um, the astronauts, they're they're from Colorado. They're not even from so the, the, a beach area. It's I so know.
1: Weird. I know. It's it's like it's like CCR. You know, you think they're from the fucking from Mississippi or something, but no, they're from fucking Lodi, California.
0: Dude, even even more crazy is the Trashmen, like like the 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 Bird Song, the the Surfer Bird, Surfing Bird, Bird Bird Bird. That's all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. from fucking Minnesota. What? Like the the two biggest like surf <laughs> songs like of all time. Like those those yeah. two are are not even from California's.
1: <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But Baja, great stuff. Baja, right? great, great stuff. stuff. I know. I know. And now that I think about it, I. I might have an astronaut's record. I don't know though. I have to go look.
0: I thought you did. This is this is one that
1: that was an early on in our, or again yeah, in our collecting. And I'm I, literally I, right next to my my collection right now. So let's see. It's Jorge Ben. No, it's not. We're not looking at Brazil. We're looking at not Les Baxter.
0: Don't have them labeled the way you probably should be. That's fine though.
1: I do, but I don't have the astronauts now. Um, I don't right. have I don't have any A's in this section. Cause I put all, I put surf stuff under my world or exotica section. What are you doing? what? Where else would I put it? You don't have a soft rock section at least? No, I have. Where do you put your Beatles? I put my Beatles in classic rock.
0: (laughs) What is classic? So like Beatles are next to like fucking Sabbath?
1: Uh, no. Okay. So my, my main section, my, my main section is pretty much all rock music from like 19, the early 1980s to now. So all rock, indie rock, Modern metal, punk, it's hell? all in one section. And then I have my hip hop and pop section. And then I have my prog section, which actually is pretty fucking big. And then I have my world and exotica section. And then I go to classic rock. And then I go to jazz, blues. And then I go to uh, country. And then everything else is miscellaneous soundtracks, uh, big band, shit like that, classical. So th- those are my sections.
0: That is fucking nuts.
1: Otherwise, I'm gonna have too many tabs and too many things. It's it's not fun. I just
0: I, I just feel like I feel like I would be embarrassed putting like Beatles next to Zeppelin in the same
1: tabs. <laughs> well, it's in the same it's in the same section. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I also have Hayley Williams. I also have Haley Williams right next to Wu Tang.
0: Yeah, I'd feel embarrassed every time I wanted to listen to Wu-Tang. <laughs> like, oh, I'm in the mood for hip-hop. Let me go Wu-Tang. Oh, and then Haley Williams.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, might, I might listen to Haley Williams. It's a good record. Yeah. It okay. is a good record. Okay. <laughs> but then I go from Primus to Postal Service, or like Offspring. In the same primus, area? In the service. same? In yeah. the same it's, oh, it's all right next to each other. What yeah. are you doing with your life? <laughs> what is <laughs> going me, on? Let me see. I have, I have no effects. Uh, no one special. The Offspring, Pennywise, Primus queens of the stone age radiohead yeah it's just that's 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 consecutively it's all oh, and then postal services so
0: wrong that.
1: no it's it's all right <laughs> <laughs>
0: no it's so wrong
1: <laughs> it's so good oh man i love it okay that's i got a i got a great right. vinyl collection
0: you, you're getting there i'm not gonna lie you're getting there i have the
1: best vinyl collection anyway uh do we got anything else on baja should we move on
0: yeah let's move on what's your uh okay. what's your three b my 3B well what's your 3B I'm curious Great Equalizer really yeah the okay. second song
1: alright Great Equalizer that is my 6B six six so what do you weird. got on this one?
0: Uh, first of all it's a dope song I love the tom usage and like incorporating some of the palm mute stuff so I think that's kind of fun and it's bouncy mm-hmm. and the song's bouncy the bass comes through heavy and like drives that riff forward and there's some I don't know there's some really amazing stuff here when they speed like the riff up the drummer mm-hmm. isn't just punking out like a 1-2 fast beat right? He's got a good groove. And that's, that's what I noticed most in that. uh, I think that sentence structure makes sense. That's what I (laughs) noticed (laughs) most important about this, about
1: this album. Dude, you're having a tough time with this. I know.
0: You know, I got my fucking hazy IPA that I drank earlier. That's seven (laughs) percenter. Ooh, wild. I know. But yeah, that's, that's, that's something I noticed a lot is the drummer isn't just a punk drummer. He doesn't just hit those one, twos as fast as he possibly can like yeah. some of those Black Flag folks do. But he does, he plays fast and he plays open a lot. There's a lot of like open symbols going on in this album. There's a lot of open hi It's not just super fast, boring shit.
2: Yeah. He's a no, really
0: good him. drummer. And then also, the bass player, dude. The bass is noodling real <laughs> quick. And the guitar is doing like the offbeat scoffing. Are you yeah. fucking kidding the me? The
1: upstrokes. The upstrokes oh really stood out to me on that one. Yeah.
0: Really dude, good. great equalizer, third best song.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely less aggressive, especially coming off of the first song, which just fucking kicks your ass. It's called Kick You, so I guess that kind of makes sense. It's by but yeah, that one's just like a... Dude, what a what a fucking punk song that is. But yeah, it, re- it really does kind of slow down and, and is much less aggressive. I love the upstroking of the guitar. And the bass playing, like you said, like every song on this record, the bass player just fucking kills it. So... I th- I think it's a really good song. Should we play a little bit of it? Get into right. it
0: more? It's you it's you like fifteen B's, so I don't know if you want no, to. No, it's my six B, but that's yeah. fine.
1: Oh. I, I have I have twelve B's on this record, so just throwing oh, that out there. So here's a great equalizer from JFA. A great equalizer from JFA, dude. i, I like it, dude. Like I said, that that part when it when it everything kind of stops and the drums just kick back in really quick, the bass comes in and the upstroke guitar, dude, fuck, it's so good. <laughs> it really kind of catches you off guard when you listen to this record because you're just expecting just punch in the face punk rock, but then you, they throw in these little things, man. It's so fucking good. Honestly, dude, like
0: like their delivery is is. Is just punk of this era. It is just hardcore punk. Their delivery yeah. is that they really try hard to be that, but they just can't help but be better. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what like separates them from other hardcore bands of the hardcore punk bands of this era. Is they are really good at their instruments for being so fucking young. <laughs> I know. I, just, I cannot and so, get and so over that.
1: It's not just being young. It's being. It seems like so disconnected from the main scene. You know. I think it's also that. It's not just being young. Like, imagine, like,
0: fucking Martians landing on Earth and playing music that was so goddamn good. And they're like, yeah, we've never even heard of, like, any of your good bands. You're like, well, how the fuck did you get so good? Like, I don't know. Like, that's JFA. (laughs) How the fuck did you get so good? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. And then lyrically on this one, for me, it's just, like, it's a hypothetical scenario. Like, had Ronald Reagan died... When, after being assassinated Or if he had been assassinated And then everything turned into anarchy Like it's like a very short Kind of short story on A what if, you know That's what I got okay, on this one Okay, okay What do you, what do you think?
0: I, I saw this more of like a passing the guard Type of thing Oh Cause the, So like the Reagan culture JFA was involved in And grew up in Wasn't, wasn't what they wanted for their America yeah. So in the song, like they literally thank the old guard, and and reassured that anarchy and fighting the power will prevail. Mm-hmm. And I think be, like given that, and then also knowing where they like JFA will end up, Brian like joining the military, things like that. I think, I think this band did see themselves as a sort of middle ground between like the respectable World War II era to. I guess now, like where we're at now, as as in regards to war and stuff. But at the time, you know, like like respecting your veterans, but then growing up and learning that war is horrible for everybody. And yeah. Why do you need well, to respect and, your veterans? Type of. And thing. that's
1: and that's growing up during the Vietnam War because the Vietnam War had just ended less than ten years prior. So, I mean, I I, I yeah, I see what well, you mean there. Yeah. So
0: they, I mean, they grew up in in like the eighties. We were born in the 80s so we didn't grow up in the 80s. We were born in the late 80s. Yeah. We barely grew up in the 90s to be honest. And so like we don't know really Born we're,
1: in 87. Come on.
0: But we didn't like you, like you say we grew up in the 90s. We We did. By the time the 90s were over we're like 12. Okay. Cool. So you you do most of your growing yeah. up between like 10 and 18. So we
1: really grew up in like okay, the 2000s. early 2000s. Early yeah. late 90s early 2000s. Yeah, okay.
0: For sure missed the 80s. 100%. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like the 80s was a very a very weird time. We talk about it all the time, dude. The 80s was a very weird time, especially in music and just politics and world events. The 80s was fucking bizarre. Nobody really knew what the fuck to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean just think about the the current events of the time. I mean, there was no real active war going on. I mean, the Cold War obviously, but then the Cold War ends and then it's just like what it's it's just so fucking weird.
2: It's, it's fashion wise, musically,
1: movies, everything was just, the American dream was essentially ending, you know, that was, that was really just kind of the beginning of the end of the American dream and dude, the 80s were fucked in so many ways.
0: The 80s were like just a byproduct of, of the 70s bleeding from the 60s and then people just being tired of that shit and yeah. where do we go from here? The 80s were just lost. Agreed. Eighties sucked.
1: I mean, we were born in the eighties. Yeah. So that was great, but other than that, the eighties <laughs> yeah, sucked. He was a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It, it's crazy to see like the jump in consumerism from the seventies to the eighties as well. Like the eighties were dominated by advertising and consumerism and just just wastefulness. <laughs> That's really what the eighties was. Ah, it's crazy. Just how just quickly like, things changed.
0: Just just thinking about too, like, like the moon landing. I I don't know why I just thought of this, but it's so fucking bizarre. It is so crazy how long it's been since I put quotation marks. Anybody landed on the moon?
1: Yeah. How fucking insane is that? Well, that's always been the conspiracy theory, right? Like, why know, why right? haven't we been on the moon for so long?
0: There's, just, I mean, there's nothing to do with that. it How many golf balls can you really hit in the fucking moon?
1: I don't know do. man. I don't know why haven't we been there in so long? <laughs> it's so crazy. Something's it's, going on. It's just something <laughs> that
0: we, it's been 50 years.
1: Well, I mean since we first landed. We we've been there since, but but it has been decades crazy. since we have been. It's yeah. crazy. But anyway, do we got anything else on 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 great equalizer? Uh no, that's it. Okay, so that was your 3B. Yeah. So then my 3B is drum roll please. Uh, I don't like you. I don't like you. My number three. So we're at this point we're back to like really fast, aggressive, uh, just straight fucking punk music. Some of the squirreliest bass lines on this song. Oh, it's so good. I I just I just love the aggression of this coming off of walk, don't run. Like you just get this nice intermission essential not intermission, but just break from the, the insanity and then you just get right back into it, like straight up back into it. And then you go back into fucking surf shit. So it's like, it's weirdly placed. It really is. But it's, I fucking love this song.
0: It's, what do you it, think? It is. It's so, it's, it's such a weird place, man. And JFA produced their own album. So like it was engineered mm-hmm. by whoever ran Placebo Records. And Brian and the guys from JFA have always said that Tony, the guy who owned Placebo Records, JFA would be like nothing had it not been for him. Because he did so much work so much boots to the ground work for JFA to get them as popular as they could possibly be but this yep. comes down to sequencing and i didn't i actually put this is this is a banger slash not banger for me because cuz i think the sequencing's fucking weird i think it's it just is. bizarre it just doesn't it could, make any sense
1: the surf stuff could have been like ba could have been later on in the record because by the time you get to like track 11 and 12, you're like, okay, I'm, I've heard a lot of this stuff. Like, yeah, like I need a break.
0: <laughs> Why not just open and close the record with the covers, the surf covers?
1: Just that's true, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: but like, but so Baja opens side two of the vinyl, and then I don't like you, uh, closes side one. So, Walk Don't Run is a second to last song. You flip it over, and you have another surf song. I think yeah. that's bizarre. I think that's weird. I think that comes from from the band. Sequencing their own album, mm-hmm. so that's why I think it's bizarre but um it, it I think the song is a fucking banger, and I make fun of like the easy three chord punk song a lot because that's what this song is the three chord <laughs> <Yeah>. verses fucking <laughs> easily digestible but mm-hmm. it's good it's got a little tinge to it, and I think i have a, i think i I think that I think that it has a tinge to think it that you think yeah. I think that I think yeah because i'm I'm thinking that I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Asshole, I, I I'm thinking that it has a tinge of surf music to it because it's backed in between, it's sandwiched in between two surf songs, but it really does. There's a little bit of like like surf tinge to it that you can hear that it comes through. That is not just like a cheesy easy punk song. I think it is a well thought out punk song that they did. It just so happened to be easy three chord verses, and it, like, that's exactly what the verses are. Just easy three chord verses. You know yeah. where it's going, but this this would have been it, like it was a B slash not B. This would have been like a seven or eight B for me.
1: Okay, all right. I, I understand. I understand what you mean. I, I I think it's just also I love the simplicity of it. Like there lyrically, it doesn't really. There's nothing. Not a lot there. I think at the most, it's it's like his criticism of adults who are narcissists. Yeah, and that's pretty much just that's what it is. Like he just repeats himself a lot. The the you know, I don't like you. I can't stand you. I mean, I think you, a good, you, 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 you.
0: A good third of this album is just pure angst, just teen angst. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Nothing deeper than just I'm pissed off at something. I don't know what to do with myself.
1: And that's fine. Like, like if if yeah. what you're how you're how you're presenting it sounds authentic and it doesn't sound whiny. Like I I I, I totally get it because when you're angsty, it just sounds more sincere if you're actually pissed off rather than just like. Emo shit, where you're just like, you know, black my eyes and slit my wrist, whatever that fucking Hawthorne Heights song uh, is.
0: Slip my wrist and black my eyes. Yeah, slip my wrist and black my mm, eyes, bro.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a huge Hawthorne Heights fan, bro. But uh, yeah, I just. I just feel like it sounds more sincere when you're angsty and actually angry, not crying. But whatever. Hawthorne whatever. Hawthorne <laughs> They're from Ohio. Like, what the fuck is that
0: Ohio? He's like cool college Lovers. football or whatever. Oh, Dumb eyes. Gonna... Fuck out of Ohio <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking I hate them band dude <laughs> <laughs> Oh they suck so much <laughs> So here's a I don't like you from uh, J.F.A. There you go. I don't like you from JFA. Dude, that song is so fast. <laughs> Dude, everyone plays so fucking fast. And when you think, like, the, I don't even want to call it the bridge, but like a little over halfway through the song, because the song's like a min, minute and 10 seconds long. Like, at like the 40 second mark, the bass player just start, tries to noodle a little bit, but they're just playing so fast that he has no time to noodle. So you'll hear, like, he throws in a couple, like, higher notes in there just for fun or just to, like, accent the song a little bit. And it just sounds so rad. But like you could tell he wants to do more, but there's just no time. No fucking time, because 'Cause they're playing so fast. Yeah, Love this it. is
0: this is like a perfect example of a of a song where these kids wanted to form a punk band and this is a song where they're just okay, they we're let's just do a traditional fucking really fast aggressive punk song and let's just have fun with it. And they yeah. all did.
1: <sighs> fucking it's so good. So good. So it's what solid. do you got for your yeah. what what was your 3b or we already oh yeah 3b was um the great equalizer or great equalizer what's your 4b uh 4b is uh preppy preppy okay preppy all right that's my 9b
0: i thought this was was funny i i it's a song called preppy and the song itself is also kind of preppy sounding you know it's a little yeah little pop punky i thought it was cute a little tongue-in-cheek like they're like they're they're expanding their 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 base a little bit. They're they're making songs that are not just punk songs, but now they're they're blending subject matter with sound and doing a good job at it. Mm-hmm. And like the bass is, he's not just throwing out single notes here. He's cr- like this is one of the times where he's cramming a ton of fast notes, and they're fast enough to where you can miss them. Like you think he's hitting single notes, but he's hitting doubles all mm-hmm. the time.
1: Yeah, I, and for me, th- I think this is like a direct throwback to the Ramones. There's a lot of Ramones kind of stylings in this one it might just be because of the palm mutes and, and all the downstrokes. Cause that's really what made the Ramones the Ramones. Um, but I also feel like calling the song preppy is also kind of, I don't want to say making fun of the Ramones because the Ramones were like, like when you're comparing punk music to from like 1977 to, 1981 like the ramones were preppy i mean they were
0: it was just a the, lack of a, of a of a scene but yes yeah i agree and i feel
1: like it's them kind of like paying tribute to the ramones but also kind of like making fun of them in a way yeah that's what i get because the, the song itself is very ramone sounding it, it's it's catchier like the ramones and then you just it's the palmutes too but the vocals man super fucking sloppy i love it yeah I and it's, the it's sloppiness
0: like I don't know, there's just a lot of cool things. Like vo like lyrically, vocally. They don't like preppies. And Yeah. I think it's funny because Preppies he makes fun of the fact that they all like we said earlier, that he they all dress alike and they're like clones. Which is funny because the punkers are fucking clones, dude. They they all yeah. dress the same. <laughs> I know. I, and and he mentioned a bunch of things like Topsiders, Lacoste, the the alligator thing, the Pierre mm-hmm. Cardin all of these these name brand things that he was dropping and I thought that was really funny whereas the punkers are literally dressing or going out of <laughs> I mean, their way to dress the
1: same. Yeah, going out of their way to not conform yet they all conform to the same but the only ideals. yeah, it's,
0: The only difference was like incorporating skate culture because skate culture is derived from the surf culture and yeah, punkers who also kind of like dabble in the skate culture are different than punkers who don't. Like punkers that listen oh, yeah, to Black totally. Flag exclusively, who don't skate or surf, are different than the punkers who listen to Black Flag that also skate or surf. Completely yeah. different, completely different I, scene, I totally different agree. look.
1: And well, I feel like yeah, I, mean, I feel like the the ones who don't skate or surf are also the ones that are more. I don't want to say narrow minded, but they're they're much more traditional in what they like. Yes, like they they don't they don't want to experiment. They don't want to go outside of their comfort zones, but. I feel like the, the, the ones who skated and, and surfed they were like, fuck, we'll listen to anything. We'll have all these things, different things influence us in our music. And yeah. this, is, this is a perfect example of that. so The ones who didn't skate
0: or surf are probably the ones who appropriated the skinhead culture and made it into like a Nazi thing. Those and? are the punkers that I don't like. Fact oh, or fiction. Like that guy <laughs> on the TV show. What? You ever watch Fact or Fiction?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: What? And you never grew up watching Fact or Fiction?
1: I don't think so. Oh
0: my god! Wait, is that
1: the is that is that the show with the guy from Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I did watch that. I did watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He he would throw out four stories a night,
1: and like one of them was real, the three other were fake. What a dumb show, man! What what a way to spread like (laughs) misinformation. What an easy way to spread misinformation. Oh, damn, dude! So good. That's a psyop, baby. Until but, until you
0: literally just said it now, I never even realized it was the guy from from Star Trek. Yeah,
1: and you never even because watched that that season of Star. Trek. You never watched no, Next but, Generation, but, did you? No, I didn't. But I mean, I he he is, he's a very recognizable person. But I and there, there was like that that thing that came out a year or two ago, where they they like compiled like five minutes of him saying that's false or that's fake, <laughs> and it was like the way he says it is exactly the same. He might change the wording. But he says it exactly the same And it's just like a minute of him saying Or five minutes of him saying that It's so stupid But um, yeah So should we play a little bit of Preppy? Yeah Let's do it Here we go JFA and the song Preppy There you go, Preppy from JFA. These songs are fucking short, like less than a minute and a half. So Yeah. So there you go, Preppy, that was your four B, right? Yeah,
0: uh, that's like yeah, my four B.
1: Okay. Uh do we got anything you got anything else on that one? No, is it? Okay. So uh my four B, we talked about it a bit already. It's walk, don't run. Um, you know, should we get more into that? Should we play it? What do you think?
0: Uh that's my five B. Um, okay. It's it's a classic. I mean, it's it's such an iconic surf mm-hmm. song. And what's different about this one in the in the OG version is I mean, it's not like a to the untrained ear, there's not a lot of differences. But it's it's faster, it's more aggressive, and it's got way more distortion. And it's like punked out in these little subtle ways mm-hmm. that you don't realize until you hear the preppy boring original version
1: I, i'm with you on that one for sure uh but it doesn't it's not like a straight-up punk song no but it, it still really holds true to the original but it's not a blatant ripoff which is nice because it could have easily done that yeah it's really good it's a giddy so, it's a giddy so wh- what do you think should we play it should Nah, that's all right we already played one surf song okay so then uh so then what's your 5b uh, that was my 5b Oh, that was okay, yeah. so then fuck, that's right, yeah, you just said that I'm dumb, I did just that's say that. dumb, you are dumb, better watch fucking mouth, no okay well, uh so my my five b is uh guess what the closing song, closing track guess uh, what? yeah, what, that's what, my what six b that's my six b six b okay that's that's good, that's good. this is like um, this is a really great fusion of the surf and punk punk sounds that they're that they've been going at, but this is this is the best example of that on the song on the closer. And I just, I just love how it kind of like slows up speeds down at all the right moments. It's, it's a unique song on this actual record. Like it, this could have easily been a higher B, but you know, it's just when the band's aggressive, they're really good. When they do their surf shit, they're really fucking good. So I don't know. It just, yeah, it's hard it's, to rank this one higher, but it's yeah, such no, a I,
0: I, I, I agree. Like, like, they're just better songs, and it's not, this is still a really, really good song. It's just there are better songs, and this, this song is fantastic. First of all, it drum rolls in, and that drum roll is so dope, and he, he's yelling <laughs> so loud and angrily, and there's like this total shift change towards like the end of the song. It slows down, kind of, and then it's just like the rhythm section having their own moment, like the mm-hmm. last moment of the record. Fucking great. That's how you outro it perfectly and then coming off i10 the, the instrumental track before it oh, i think it's instrumental absolutely too. perfect
1: yeah because I, I mean i after hearing the the surf instrumentals you're like okay that that's cool but then you get a punk instrumental like especially one like this like it's it just doesn't Who happen very does often does a
0: punk instrumental exactly what the yeah. fuck
1: yeah i mean i i10 is is my 8b on this one might as well talk about both of them because they what does it would sit as a banger for you
0: yeah i is my 7b okay
1: so we might as well talk about both of them because they, they I guess they kind of go hand in hand but uh the, the bass playing on on i10 is so Jeff kresge like uh, actually a lot of this record reminds me of kresge because he has that squirrely bass sound and like on answer that on that aFI record dude he's his bass playing is just it's one of my favorite per- bass performances out of anybody I've ever heard and because he's just, he's all over the place but still melodic and still just fucking fast and aggressive and i i love it and the tone i i I heard so much of early afi on this record as well dude there's
0: that's that's interesting because i heard a lot of other bands from this record too and Mm -hmm. because this came out so early and like we forget like this is 1983 you know what i mean like this is so early in the punk game there's a lot of bouncing souls on this record
1: oh yeah no i heard a lot of bouncing souls too fucking yeah, ton definitely. of bouncing souls like I, I, early bouncing souls like like the good the bad and the argyle a little bit of maniacal laughter it's so a cool. lot of early stuff.
0: i think it's yeah. so rad to hear these these bands that released albums in the early 90s but got influence from bands in the 80s and as, as much as jfa is a kind of like an unknown band they're like well known in the punk scene
1: oh yeah definitely definitely and
0: that's really cool
1: I can't believe it just took so long For you and I to get into this band Especially me Like fuck man
0: uh, dude, I, I don't know I don't know what happened It's Phoenix bro It's, 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 it's Arizona It's, <laughs> it's desolate
1: uh, Okay should we Should we play a bit of Guess What or, or I-10 Whichever one you want kid Let's do, let's do Guess What Because it's just It's okay. a unique so, okay. so here we go From JFA uh, <laughs> God. So groovy that ending, I, and just the totally reverbed out guitar, man! I, such what a, a song! Per, such a perfect ending to an album. It is. It's it's fucking perfect. It's amazing. I love it. Lyrically, on on this one though, I, I just get you know, it's about a popular girl who just gossip who just gossips to everyone, and that's that's all it is. It's just him talking shit on that girl, that kind of person.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. like almost exactly what I got. He's just making fun of gossip and then gossip queens but because like the the scene and the the world in phoenix in the 80s was probably so incredibly small like Mm -hmm. everybody probably knew each other
1: yeah i like like after after figuring out what the lyrics were about and then looking at the title guess what like that's the perfect (laughs) the perfect thing to like make fun of about the person because gossip people who gossip always go oh guess what i heard guess what guess what guess what i heard yeah. Did you hear about this? It's just like come <laughs> on, man. It's so it's such a perfect title for this song. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So <laughs> uh so that's my five B and so your six B was we already talked about that.
0: Yeah, six B was guess what? Seven B was the uh I ten.
1: Okay. We've talked about almost we've talked about almost everything. Yeah. I feel right. Well, yeah, I help.
0: mean there's there's a I don't think there's anything else here that I really care to really really talk about but
1: yeah i'm just going through my notes again really quick i mean actually we could talk about the the two 43 second songs so skateboard and then we know you suck i mean they, they just happen so quickly i just you yeah. don't even know that they're two different songs i think the only thing that really stands out between the two is that on we know you suck it doesn't really sound like it's brian singing it sounds it sounds kind of like somebody else do you did you kind of hear that yeah because it seems like a little bit higher
0: we know you suck is the one on above all else on this album that i thought sounded just like the Bouncing souls okay like the Bouncing souls do this especially in their first several eps and their first album the Bouncing souls do this and it sounds Mm -hmm. just like it and this one has like a lot of heavy surf vibes like like the spoken word part that's very like jan and dean and surf punks and surf punks Mm -hmm. is a band that i discovered like Through vinyl, and I've played them on the pod before. And yeah, they this sounds like surf punks, and that's like a late 70s punk surf band, I guess. But
1: but not nearly as good as JFA.
0: No, the I mean, surf punks is is novelty 100%. Not yeah, not uh, I don't know, content. were just better,
1: yeah. JFA were just better, but okay. Uh, do you want to play anything else, skateboarder? We know you suck, or Anything no, else, honestly. no, no,
0: no, I am good. I do, I, I do want to mention that um, aside from JFA being named Jodie Foster's Army, which we talked about earlier, mm. I read that Brian said that at some mm. point Rodney Bingenheimer of K-Rock fame um, yeah, actually Rodney gave Jodie Foster one of JFA's early EPs really? to listen to. Yeah, no she listened shit. to it. and all, And apparently all she said was, mm neat
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a perfect response <laughs> I love it Neat
0: <laughs> That's great That's like, like literally you, you cannot get more Mm. I hate this yeah. But okay I know <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it with Rodney on the rocks That fucking gave it to her Like of all the people man. Of
0: course Yeah
1: Oh, that's so funny. And I mean, we, we didn't, we didn't really touch upon why it's called Jodie Foster's army, but they based it off of the guy who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan, like in, in the early eighties failed, obviously. And, uh, and he claimed that he did it to impress Jodie Foster because he was obsessed with the movie taxi where she played a, a teenage prostitute and yeah, it's, well, it's super fucking weird.
0: Fucking weird. Yeah, so, th- like so they which, named the band after that. <laughs> which part of that story is more weird? Like that he tried to kill somebody in in the name of someone else or the person he was thinking of was like an underage prostitute. Like it's
1: it's all weird. It's all so weird. Yeah. I I, did I say ta- it's taxi driver, it's not taxi. Taxi driver. Taxi. Yes. Taxi is the TV show with Andy Kaufman. Uh but yeah, so that's all that's all I got for JFA. Um I don't know what else you got. You got anything else?
0: No, dude, I'm done. We we talked. We okay. did a lot. We 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 went over we tried. a bit of the Arizona music scene, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, and I feel we, like we missed we out didn't.
1: on so much, though. Like I feel like we didn't. We didn't, though. We didn't. We just we just talked like about we, it. We're done. Okay, all
0: right. We we so, but we didn't though because we we've been listening to Jimmy World for fucking decades. I know. And I mean, besides that, like Linda Ronstadt is a huge. Tucson native And and released a bunch of albums But Do you fucking care Oh actually She does have a mariachi album That's fucking fantastic Really I will say yes What the fuck At least one mariachi album That's fantastic
1: That's bizarre I would have never expected that Oh so good How do do you know Like
2: what Uh,
0: I think because in my quest Of searching for Because I've listened to a lot And actually JFA makes fun of another band Called the Jetsons which are an early early eighties new wave band from the area, and I see their albums all the time, and they have really cool covers, and I almost bought one just sight in the because it was just a local band. But I listened to it, and it's fucking shit, so just in my quest in my quest for learning a lot as much as I can about Arizona music, I do not like Linda Ronstadt, but I heard she had a mariachi album, and I was like, "Fuck it, dude, let's throw it on and it's fantastic.
1: All right, all right. So let's uh, let's give our final thoughts on this record, and then uh, rate it with our uh, world famous rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but you should give it a shot, and zero is uh, trash fire it should never have been made. Nope. So uh, what do you got? Go. Uh, I don't think this is a perfect
0: album. I'm going to preface that right now. Oh I don't. God. I don't think this is a perfect album because there are just I don't know there are things about this that. I, I wish I wish we're different. But <laughs> given given the scene, given what this band did for the little scene that was out here. Mm-hmm. And then given like how many decades have passed since this album has come out and I'm still seeing record stores, bars, even like Zia records, like all these places still have posters up of JFA. And it's like Nirvana and then like the Gin Blossoms, which is another massive Arizona band, but suck. So it's like Nirvana and then the Gin Blossoms and then like Foo Fighters and then JFA. Like to put it, but to even put JFA posters up with these well known bands of today's (laughs) age is bands uh, that have
1: sold over millions of records. Yeah. Versus the band that probably
0: struggled to sell like. Ten thousand records over the course of their career <laughs> It's just—it's something to be said. And this 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 area really really likes their JFAs, and I see people post online like, "Oh, original JFA concert poster, eighty bucks." You know, like little pieces Gee. of paper. Yeah, and then like a little I'll, flyer or something. And then I'll 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 see that same person like it'll say sold, so somebody bought it. Like this this area this area takes its JFA very seriously. They really does That's cool, though. It's cool. But I, th- I think, I, I think that's that's a little like that's kind of like a catch twenty two, because on the one hand, you think that they just support the band because they're 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 local, you know, this area mm-hmm. likes to support local. It just so happens that JFA is really good, but I don't yeah. know if that's why people are supporting it or if it's just because it's a local punk band that has like longevity to it.
1: That's a good question a good question
0: you'll never know but um g- given all that given the scene given how active i mean brian lives in Huntington beach now so he doesn't live in arizona anymore shit staying out um so given all of that and it's i don't know it's it's just it's really cool and i've been really really excited going through the entire arizona scene this week and, and learning a lot mm-hmm. um i i i still think this is perfect dude i think this is amazing i think this is a perfect record I think but you just said it through, wasn't perfect. I know it's not perfect. Individually, but as a hey. whole, the sum of its parts are greater than the parts themselves. is that how the saying goes? <laughs> no. Yeah, something That's like okay. that. You know what I mean.
1: I know what you mean, though.
0: I, I, I think that this, this album did something that no other punk band ever has done, and they perfectly blended punk with, with surf music. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I do like Black Flag, and I was really surprised when we did the Black Flag stuff. And two of the Black Flag albums really blew my mind and Damage was good, but Black Flag had a tinge of surf, whereas these guys really went for it and didn't Mm. oversaturate their own punk music with the surf sound. Yeah. And I think it was absolutely perfect. It was exactly what I want. (laughs) So three out of
1: three, baby. Three out of three. You gave it a perfect score. Okay. So uh, my final thoughts. I wish I would have got into this band earlier. I don't know why it took me so long. I don't know what's wrong with me. But uh, yeah, the the first two records, this and Untitled, man, they're they're just unbelievable punk records, untouchable. And then after, like like you said, after reading more about the scene and and the skate scene and, and just all that, it just made it so much more interesting. And not not to say that the music and the albums weren't good, because they were really really good it just added to the whole i guess mystique of the band and and these albums and then knowing also that they were so fucking young and what they what they accomplished on these they self-produced it probably took 2 days to record these these th- the first two records and yeah this is uh dude they they were they were unreal and i agree with you they did a great job of fusing the punk and the surf and they didn't they, did, they didn't overdo it and i don't want to say Dead the Dead Kennedys overdid it. It's just they blended it differently. Like they've they just blended it differently than than JFA did and it's hard to compare those two bands because they're just so wildly different, but I don't know, man. They just they're just a solid band. They were a solid band. I'm sure they're still great live. Um and I'd be so down to see them if they ever play. I mean they play every every couple of years. From what it looks yeah. like,
0: yeah, they play like little pop ups and stuff, and they just like yeah. randomly play. And I think they have a whole new lineup and everything. But Brian, Brian's still
1: there. Brian and the guitar player, they're they're the only. From what I was reading, they're the only members that have been consistent throughout the whole career. With that being said, I I, I think this band is fucking great and great record. So I'm also gonna have to give this a three out of three. It's perfect. Oh, I don't God I don't do it very damn, often. Son. I don't do it often where I give a perfect three, but here I'm gonna have to do it. It's great fucking album. And I'm I, so stoked that that I was introduced to it. So
0: I, I also want to say that they do a fucking killer cover of the peanut song. Yeah, you know, the oh, the oh, I love that song. It's surfed out, it's punked out, it's fantastic. And apparently Brian, as of like 2013, has said he's never been sued. He has never had a cease and desist because he claims that in the original like vinyl, which I have they credit Charles Schultz and and whoever wrote the song. Yeah. And so like the, like the label's always taking royalties out, but it's a fucking killer cover. What what EP is that on? It's from the Mad Gardens EP.
1: Okay. Is that on streaming sites? Like Spotify, uh, no, so? it's not on Spotify. It's probably on YouTube. Cuz yeah. I'm really curious in hearing that. I'm really curious. I I have it on the vinyls. Oh, must be It, must it was, a,
0: it was a $30 vinyl For four songs. Like fucking six minutes This whole thing
1: <laughs> I can't believe you bought that <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Stupid I can't believe <laughs> you fucking, fucking bought that
0: Stupid <laughs>
1: uh, Why the fuck Haven't they repressed this shit I don't get it Like they could be making Like a lot more money If they just repress Their own fucking records
0: Dude and like Every one of their albums Their font is exactly The same size In the exact same position Love yeah. it <laughs> I do too
1: his band is so rad so i mean that, that, that's all i gotta say about it you got anything else on this
0: no that's it i'm done
1: I'm good okay well thank you all for listening to the podcast i hope some of the guys from JFA listen to this that'd be fucking rad let us know uh let us know how much you hated it if you hated it um so yeah go to apple Podcasts, go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio and thank you all for listening to the pod and that's it that's all Divide. Well, you haven't listened to it, so
0: it's not a fair judgment. Well, oh, I've never eaten poop, but I know it probably tastes awful.
1: Well, you probably eaten poop. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> it was supposed to be like these rotating half bowls thing that could capture like the sun in Arizona, but yeah. that 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 Dick that new Dick Dan Vic, Dick, that new wow I can't even new speak Dick the new Dyke. Dick Dan I still can't do it Ooh, This is a the tough one The new Dick Van Dyke show That's a tough <laughs> thing to say though. new Dick Van Dyke show Say it fast
1: uh, Dick Van Dyke
2: No the, the new, new Dick, Dick Van Dyke, Van Dyke show, show. Uh, well The you, new Dick Van Dyke You, had practice.
0: Show. you probably have it written down Or something